Initializing recap. Merrick, we haven't had much time to talk since all that happened, but um, can't help but notice uh, you happen to recognize the guy that was coming after us. Uh, Friend of yours? We're acquainted. His name is Azim. He's an enigma. What's he looking for? He was looking for something. Said you had it. He was pretty adamant about it. Probably after the silver liquid. Merrick, you're the last to fall asleep. And you feel where the silver liquid was. And it's not there anymore. Oh, it was on my person. Fuck. We are now beginning the tribunal. The final vote determines your fate and slides it over the red, voting in your favor. Though we find you innocent, we will still sentence you to community service. We're here for community service. Oh, you're the... You're the Crash Tavern. Um, well, oddly enough, and he looks at his watch and he says, it should be arriving in any minute now. You're going to want to talk to the boss man. He's he's in the back. You won't be able to miss him. Thank you, Mr. Magic Bunny. What was your name? My name's Short Jack. A horn blares at one of the guard posts above the gate. There is a man covered head to toe in blood. They're coming. He grabs onto you, Merrick, and he pulls you close and he says, they're going to burn it to the ground. Recap complete. Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Uh, boys, I've got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to rock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More importantly, are you ready to roll? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. You know what? I actually am. One of these days, I'm going to get you in, in a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unanimous horny. decision. <laughs> also <laughs> horny. A, a roll horny mood so you guys are currently standing at the gates of um, a small village nestled in the world tree of goa Um, a bloodied man has just grabbed onto you merrick and has told you that they are coming and they're going to burn it to the ground who is coming the man clutches his ears again um and he lets go of your your cloak and now just kind of hits the ground and and holds his his sides and stomach and begins screaming in pain. What the hell? I'm going to get down and start to do basic first aid. So uh, a crowd is now beginning to gather around you guys at the front of the gate as this man uh, is now screaming on the ground. So to gain back stamina, I have to take 10 minutes, right? So I Correct. cannot do that after being mauled by that piece of shit. Um, no, you guys investigated this noise pretty much right away. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna perception. I'm gonna move to the gates because I don't have any kind of uh, like medicine. Uh, so I just want to look out and see if there's anything coming. And yeah, I wanna I wanna know what kind of wounds are on the guy. That's a 14 perception. Uh, Cody, you don't see much. Um, Merrick, I'm gonna need a medicine or life science check, please. Okay, life life sciences. And Durin, I'm going to need a perception check or a medicine check to determine wounds. Okay. 
You know what? I, I will throw in my medicine check for this. Yep. Um, 18 for me. Perfect. Perfect. is 17 for life sciences. Okay, cool. I will do Durin first. Durin, uh, the only real wounds that you can see on this man are the scratch marks that are in like the, the side of his head where he was clutching his ears. Apart from that, th- there doesn't seem to be any source of like why he's covered in blood. He doesn't look like he has any like exterior wounds. Uh, Merrick, with your check, you get close to him, and as you begin administering first aid, you feel something hard uh, two like hard pucks almost like like round circle pucks are on his chest and i'm gonna need you to do a perception check for me please we're gonna have a chest burster is it boomer Um, again we're gonna have a chest burster boomer's brother blaster it's gonna be an 11 you notice the pucks but unfortunately you don't notice them what they're doing as Six of them come shooting and bursting out of his tattered clothes Uh and land nearby and they begin glowing red. And all of a sudden, these sort of these like concentric rings begin shooting out of them, almost like a slinky. And these six large 10 foot long worms begin uncoiling themselves and a red beam of light you can see flows through the center of these like floating rings that are making up these worms and a red x where you'd imagine a mouth or a maw would be of this like a burning hot laser appears and everyone's gonna have to roll me initiative oh no okay some laser body worms oh my it was looking good for a second uh, it's a 17 for Merrick. That's an 11 for Cody. 24, Durin. I almost rolled an 18, and then I rolled a 5. Nice. The worms are going first. Damn. Oh, cool. The worms begin scattering out into the village, and the people who have gathered are now fucking running because every now and then you see these bursts of lasers that like red light comes out through its mouth and just like spreads a line across various structures and in the distance you see a small group of what looks like soldiers or or guards uh, running towards you Um, but right now these worms are just going fucking buck wild in the city or in the village and two of them have stayed to uh, fight you and the first one rears up and unleashes this laser that you see and all of you are going to have to give me reflex saves please sure am i near enough for that to be a thing like because i moved over to the gate right oh yeah i guess you would be behind them so uh no no you would still be there because they they popped forward their backs are kind of towards the village and looking out towards the gate all right i got a 16 on my reflex okay I got an 11, not as quick as Durin. I got a 14, right in the middle. These old bones, they can, they can still move sometimes. The only one who passed was Durin. Ooh. Merrick and Cody, you take seven points of fire damage as this beam just slices through across the across the ground and then sort of slowly, like, there's a, a little bit of, like, a, a delayed explosion as uh, you guys get clipped with this laser. Durin, you only take half, so you're going to be taking three points of fire oh, no. damage. Oh, I'm sorry, but my, my evasion says no. Oh, okay, so Durin, you do a quick little backflip out of the way 
Um, and it is... Oh, no, there's one more boy. Um, so the other one is going to attempt to attack Merrick. Doesn't okay. look great. That is a 17 against KAC. Oh, yeah, that's more, way more than enough. Okay. Um, well, in that case, you see those that like red X of lasers in its mouth. It lunges forward towards you and does... Three points of fire damage as it uh, clips, like latches onto your shoulder and begins burning you. Oh God, Merrick! Like lets out a scream. Uh, and it is your turn, Durin. Um, I'm definitely going to delay because I want I want to hear some advice from Merrick uh, because I don't know what the fuck these things are and they sound super bizarre. Because I'm just imagining like a worm with like just a mouth that shoots lasers, right? Am I? Am I? I believe it's concentric rings with like the body is like a red line connecting them, and that the top is like an X gotcha. of lasers, okay. almost like a mouth. So like terrifying. weird robot things. Okay, weird robot things. Got it. Yeah. So if you want to discern things, engineering would be the check to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Instead, then I will not delay, and I will use my engineering with yeah. these bad boys. Um, and my engineering got me a twenty-four. Damn. Uh, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, so these are called Trojan worms. Cool. They attach onto a host body and are then triggered to attack based on whatever the triggering conditions are. So it could be like a GPS coordinate. It could be a phrase. It could be time. It could be literally anything. So whatever this person has done has met the requirements for the worms to activate. And uh, they are now attacking oh okay with your engineering i'll give you a couple more things um they have uh two special abilities you've already seen one of them which is the laser sweep um mm -hmm. which is a like a, a ranged uh aoe attack with its laser but it also has the ability to coil up defensively and it increases its ac and if you miss it while it's coiled it gets an attack of opportunity on you that's cool Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Um, I definitely little worms. I definitely inform the party of that um, in as elegant a way as I can. Merrick, get away from it. I'm going to try to use my trick attack to try to get a little bit more damage on the one that's attacking Merrick. Sure. So I'm going to attempt a stealth to try to like maybe like swoop behind it a little bit. Natural 20. Okay. So um, for this. A 33. Fantastic. Yeah, you, you crush it. I will let you. With your stealth check, you will get trick attack for your next two rounds. So you Ooh. won't have to make uh, your check next round. Tell me, what do you do in order to just sort of like disappear? Let's see. The crowd's going wild. There's la there's laser fire going up. And I would assume that maybe there was a stray, like the, the horizontal laser blast maybe hit something astray. And there was enough debris and that I could easily swoop under and kind of hide away a bit. Okay, yeah, for sure. So it hits, there's, I guess there's like guard posts over the tower. And as it sort of slices through the wooden gates, uh, one of those towers kind of tips over and you are now able to sort of like, you are, are in position and hiding in this collapsed guard tower. Okay, and then, yeah, I'm going to get my attack off with this bad boy. It does a 19 against, I guess, um, KAC. Not, no, sorry, EAC, EAC. Oh, yeah. Yep. That means I get my standard attack and my little extra D4. All right. Eight points of damage. I, I rolled max on both nice. dice. Oh, I thought, I, when you went silent, I thought you rolled minimum. Well, because I, I, like, like, I feel like yeah. there should be a camera on my dice right now because of how good I'm rolling. So, Hey, baby. Yes. No, that's great. It Eight was damage. very worrying when you cut off like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's my turn. 
Yeah, and it uh, you you land a, a very solid hit on this thing as your you're using your pistol right now. Yeah, I have to use my pistol for the trick attack, so I'm aiming for the one specifically on Merrick because I want right. to like, help him. Yeah, out. you managed to with your great engineering check uh, and your your stealth being able to sort of like take a second to breathe and, and aim your shot. You managed to get it right in sort of like it's the the center core where the rings are all coming out, which seems to be sort of its like weak spot, and you uh, you nail it really well. Uh, yeah. Merrick, it's your turn. So Merrick taking the advantage of the situation as the as the robot worm recoils from the shot. I go into photon mode. That little bit of red energy fills me up, and I'm going to swing my photon saber at that same core that Durin just hit. Okay. That's going to be a 16. Against KAC? Yeah. Yep, you get it. Fantastic. That's going to be six points of damage. Okay. As you uh, give it a, a solid slash in that middle puck again, you see some of the, the, the coils at the end begin to lose whatever's holding them in this worm shape, and they begin sort of like falling limp at the, the back, and it seems to be losing sort of a little bit of its, uh, little bit of its form. Fantastic. And Merrick's going to position himself, because he's worked with Durin so many times at this point, that I'm going to position myself in a way to try to even give him more cover. Like, I Ooh. don't want to worm to have a chance to realize where that shot came from. Okay, great. So I would assume for that, you would be almost flanking. So it, it's Durin and then the worm and then you, so that the yeah. worm is facing you and away from Durin. Correct. Okay, perfect. Uh, Cody, it's your turn. So to set the stage a little bit, this guard tower has fallen. Durin is currently inside of that. Merrick is engaged in one worm a little bit, like maybe 10 feet away from you. And then the other worm that shot the laser is uh, kind of in between Durin and the other worm in front of you. Okay, you said the other one's only 10 feet away? Uh, The one that Merrick is fighting, yes. Okay, and how far is the other one? Probably like a uh, ten feet, but like so, one's on a diagonal and one's sort of uh, in front of you. Do you boys have you got that one? Stop the other worm from getting into the town, Cody. If we can prevent one of these murder machines from getting to innocent people, we should. It's too too near to charge, right? Uh, no, ten feet, I believe, is the minimum we need to move. Then I'm charging this motherfucker. Okay, going to run over and like try to fucking punch the rings apart. Sure. Okay. That is a 21 to hit. Yeah. Okay. And that's going to be eight points of damage. As Cody just fucking like Superman punches, I think. Yeah, hell yeah. You you managed to like hit it with enough authority that like a couple of the rings just go launching out of this sort of like magnetic field that's holding it together. And it kind of readjusts and respaces the rings out uh but you've definitely landed a, a pretty nasty hit on this bad boy hell yeah um but now it's the worm's turn mm-hmm. and the one you just hit cody is going to attempt to hit you uh <laughs> maybe not that is a 13 against your kc i won't do it all right and the other one's going to attempt to get you merrick uh that will probably do it. that's 19 on the die oh most definitely mm-hmm. Okay. AC is low in Starfinder for us. That's real low. Uh, so that's going to be five points. Sorry, four points of uh, fire damage. Perfect. I'm out of stamina. Have you touched your HP yet? No, not yet. That is their turn. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm also totally out of stamina by now. <laughs> I'm into my health. Just a heads up. Yeah. Uh, Dern, it's your turn. 
Yeah, I'm taking advantage of that extra trick attack you're giving me and um, taking aim under the debris. Maybe a little bit of dust that's kicking up, just enough cover as he sees Merrick take the flanking position, distracting the worm from me. Um, 10 versus EAC. Now, do you get a flanking bonus? That's I'm leaving that to Dane. Um, you won't <laughs> with the... But you are technically concealed, which I think gives you a bonus. Not sure. That sounds I think correct. It would give, um, I think, yeah, I think you get a plus two for like, because you're concealed and they don't know where you are right now. Okay. At least that's how I'm going to do it. And if it's not in the rules, fucking don't at me. So yeah, I'm going to so, give you a plus two for that. All right. Uh, so I guess a 12. Um, and yes, that will that will do it for if you're using oh, EAC. Yeah, EAC, definitely EAC. And I'm, this is like fire damage. So I'm not sure if that affects these guys at all. In the same uh, no, way. They, they don't have any uh, resistances. OK, and I got seven points of damage, a four and a three. That one is correct. now the wing rings are now like wobbling and barely holding together. It is now Merrick's turn. Fantastic. Once again, working in synchro, like in synchro with Durin, wherever he just hit the worm, I'm going to go in with my black saber of light to make another attack. That will not be that good. That's just going to be a 10 against mm, me. That is not enough, and it's going to use its evasive ability, and it mm. five foots away from you. Okay. Um, I will take a, my movement. I'll take a five foot towards it. Okay. Oh, shit. Perfect. Then it is Cody, your turn. The weapon is it. You know what I mean? It doesn't like have a weapon part of it that you could maybe. Disarm, no, no. For example. It okay, is. Yeah. yeah, it is a it is a construct. Cool. Um, I guess I'm going to hit it again. I'm going to try to just like hammer down on that same ring that I hopefully have injured somewhat. Sure. Uh, that is a 16. That is it on the money. Ooh. Uh, not as good. Six damage. Okay. I feel like he's using it almost like a like a speed bag where he's like hitting it. It's like bouncing out of position, coming back, and he's like hitting it again. Yes, this this ring is just kind of like wobbling back and forth as it its head stays in place because of like the gyro metrics of this thing, but its body you're just kind of like ragdolling around. <laughs> um, and it is its turn, and uh, the one you're hitting, Cody, it's going to use its coil maneuver. And uh, it wraps itself up and waits. And okay. Merrick, um, I think I think this one also does the same thing. It's going to it, they they both like coil themselves up, and cool. uh, that is their turn. Uh, so it is Durin's turn, and right. your <laughs> the dust has now settled, and you are yep. now completely visible. Hundred percent. Okay, um, I'm gonna warn <laughs> warn uh, Cody and Merrick like careful. If you attack it, make sure you can hit. It'll spring back and take a chunk out of you. What's the range on it? That's a that's a great question. Is it still like five foot or as I look know. up and look up to God? You're not sure. I don't know. <laughs> okay, thank you. But there is a possibility. You know, the wormer is about ten feet long, so there is a possibility it could reach out. Before I say this, uh, turns out my trick attack would have gone against its flat-footed AC, so the uh, the plus two probably didn't matter. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I am going to ready an action and just kind of wait for this thing to uncoil and take the shot if it decides to attack anyone with an attack opportunity. Okay. Now, Terry, also, how can it be flat-footed? It's a worm. It doesn't have feet. You oh fool. God. How can it take a five-foot step then? True. Oh, yeah, it's back where it is. You didn't see a five foot slither. <laughs> Fuck. 
Gotcha. Words have meaning. <laughs> so that would mean it's Merrick's turn. Okay, so how far away am I from Durin? Uh, I would say you're probably like a solid like 20 feet away. Fantastic. I'm going to take a five foot back. Okay. And after channeling the photon energy of the stars, I'm going to unleash a supernova towards this worm. I will say that Cody is much closer to you. Is he within 10 feet? No, if you take a five foot step back, no, you'll be okay. Hell yeah. Um, reflex save from the worm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a two on the dice, so that's probably not going to do it. Uh, Let me like that. The, that's a nine total. Cool. So he fails, so he'll take full damage as six, uh, sorry, 10 fiery damage as Merrick channels it around him in anger as he screams out and this sort of like celestial energy blasts. Yeah, you see the worm is all coiled up and whatever was holding it together uh, ceases to be there as the small little puck that was in the center that all the rings came out of begins sparking and all the other rings fall limp on the ground. And you have defeated one of the worms. Fantastic. I'm going to move up next to Cody. Well, I think you took a five foot step already, right? I did. That's movement. Yep. Yes, that's how this game works. Um, <laughs> that I will stare at the worm angrily. <laughs> uh, okay, Cody, it is your turn. Uh, having learned caution from his friends, uh, Cody's going to do this a similar maneuver. He's going to five foot back, and uh, while he's like stepping back, pull out his gulch gun and just fire it. Uh, okay. Ooh, okay. That's a 21 to hit against EAC. Uh, yes, that'll do it. Beautiful. I actually get to roll a kind of big dice for it. Uh, that is going to be eight points of fire damage. All right. It, it stays coiled. You've seen the, the rings wobble before when it gets low. Uh, and these things are like they're almost you ever see like a slinky when it doesn't go down the stairs, right? And it gets all tangled up. <laughs> it, it used to be coiled and now it's all fucking like just sort of mashed in and amongst of themselves uh, Cody cocks the gulch gun it is the worm's turn and they're going to lunge out at you Cody because they do have 10 foot reach uh, damn it uh, and that's going to be a 20 to hit your KAC oh you know it uh, and that's 5 points of fire damage cool we all need to get fire resistance. That seems to be Cody the only type of damage. blood. <laughs> <laughs> and that is its turn. It's going to be Durin. Your go. Okay. Um, let's see. Durin, take the shot. We just need to get through this as quick as possible. I nodded him. And I am going to use, um, since this is a foe I haven't used the trick attack against, I will use it on him as well. As I kind of like use my I use my movement to get behind him hopefully to stealth a little bit we'll see if I succeed and get another shot off on him for some extra damage and that is a 23 stealth yeah you just get it all right take it aim getting behind him lining up in between Cody and me against his flat-footed 16 uh EAC yep as I do five points of damage from my pistol it had one. So yeah, you managed to uh, sneak out from underneath this guard post. And as the snakes are kind of, it's like trying so hard to hold itself together while fighting Cody, uh, you managed to just sneak up right behind it and put a energy bolt into the back of this, this puck thing as it falls to the ground and the rest of the rings do as well. Merrick, have you ever seen anything like this before? No, but these are weapons of cowards, of terrorists. Those who fight in the shadows. 
I'm stumbling over to the gates again while this is happening, just to see if this was like a distraction while other people moved in. That's a 16 perception. Uh, nope. You don't see anything. Can I close the gates? Um, they're pretty fucked. The, the worm kind of sliced through them. Okay. So like you could close like the bottom half of them, but the, uh, the top half is, has yeah. fallen off. Um, uh, I guess it doesn't matter. I turn to them like we need to help everybody else. Yeah, we need to save as many as we can. You look out into the village and there were six total. You can see two that have gone further into and those guards that you saw running in have been fight are fighting them. And then two other ones have branched off to the outside skirts. And you see one going up the stairs toward Mo and Poe's house. And you see another going towards the school. We have to split up. I you you take Mo and Poe. I'll get the school. Uh, are they are they going to let you close enough to the school? Can you jab me? Oh, our our, our magic jabber. You have our magic jabber because I have yeah. nine HP out of thirty four. Am I the one with magic jabber? I believe you are. Yes. Okay. Yes, then I, I the magic jabber. I give him the magic jab. I'm just like <clears throat> right in the uh, the android thigh. Just right into some android meat. Duran apologizes. He doesn't. Why'd you get to get weird about it, dude? That's insensitive, Duran. We're in the middle of a crisis, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just fucking sexualizing Cody over here? Healing potions work on stamina health, correct? No. Oh, no. they don't. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, so shit. gonna die. The only thing that restores stamina are usually class abilities and, and, resolve. and resolve, correct. And we don't have 10 minutes, okay. Um, I mean, you could take 10 minutes if you wanted. Nope, <laughs> definitely not. It would have been great if I hadn't fine. started this fight down thirteen points. I'm just trying punch. to think which one of which one of us is the best shot of fighting a worm by itself. Either way, Cody's running towards the school. Uh, oh. Durin, Durin's <laughs> Cody towards the school. Mo and Poe have lived long enough. I'll try to save them the best I can. <laughs> I love Mo and Poe too. Don't get me wrong. I just it's kids. Cody's we going gave to save the kids. Mo, the best day of her life today. Okay, those are children. Did you heal Cody? I didn't hear any healing points happening. Oh, I, I I didn't know what dice to roll. I don't have those stats in front of me. All right, do you want me to roll or do you want do you want to roll it, Cody? You go for it. One is D8 it one D8 D8 thing? Uh, it, yeah, yes, I believe so. Healing, yeah. Oh, I, I healed you for two. Can, can I jab and go with Cody again? But we only we only have it three times a day, right? Yeah. You guys also have the like enhanced healing ones too. Oh, you and yeah, Merrick um, should have potions. I well. toss Cody a serum mark two. No, I have one. Oh, then I myself. I'm down seven points of health, and it's like, you know. I have a standard healing potion if you just want that. Yeah, no, I also do. I just, you know, one is reusable, right? The others aren't, so I figured. These lives, Cody, aren't reusable. We gotta well, save everyone. This is out of game, you butthole. <laughs> 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 Sorry for giving a shit about our fucking inventories. Imagine it's all taking place while it's all going around. No, no, we, we have that. Don't worry. I guess I will just waste a potion and run away. Merrick, you got Mo and Poe? Yeah, I'll do my best. I nod at this, and I run after Cody. All right. How much did you heal, Cody? I am back up to 18. Beautiful. Because it's it's uh, 1d8 plus 1, right? For level yeah, 1? Pretty or is sure. it just 1d8? I think it's just uh, 1d8, looking at the website I'm looking at. Well, then I'm only at 17. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, Merrick, you're running over. Um, Merrick and uh, Cody... Give me a little roll off and we'll see who goes, who who we deal with first. Actually, we're an initiative. Never mind. It'll be, Duran, you finished it. So Merrick, you're up next. 
Okay. I'm not going to worry about figuring out how many turns it takes you to get there. I'm just going to say you've you've run to the stairs, and this this stupid snake is slowly slithering up. So it's about halfway up the stairs right now. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with my laser pistol. Okay. Going to photon mode. That's a 17 against EAC, I believe. Yeah, you do it. Fantastic. For three points of fire damage. Okay. And I say, I don't know if you respond to voice commands, but come down here and fight me. Um, It doesn't seem to respond to your voice, but it definitely responds to you shooting it as it arcs its back up and, and cranks its creepy little laser face towards you and it's uh, you have gotten its attention cody the school is a little bit further away than mo and poe's house and you see the teacher has managed to sort of like herd all the kids into the uh, school except for one small child this little boy who has fallen and the the snake gets right up on it and arcs back up to strike and you see him do the same thing that you did and just go like that with its finger and the snake stops for a second and it has bought you enough time to <laughs> close the distance it is your turn uh, okay well, i gotta get that kid out of there so i want to like run past the snake and like rolling tackle and grab the kid and like keep going with it uh okay so give me uh give me an athletics check please that's a nat one <laughs> You, as you're running towards the kid, uh, the snake sort of senses the vibrations behind you and it sticks its tail out and you trip over it and you're now prone beside the snake. Perfect. Um, (laughs) You have successfully distracted the snake. It is now looking at you. That's all I want. Um, And it's going to, uh, it is going to attack you now. It is its turn. So I'm getting a plus two because you're prone. So that is a... It's a 15 against your KAC. That's it on the money. All right. That is only two points of fire damage as it slams down into you and you manage to like kind of wiggle a little bit out of the way, but it does manage to clip just your shoulder. To go to the school, to the kid, get safe. He doesn't need to be told twice. He's, yeah, he he sees that you've kind of uh, saved him and he's now running to the school and you see the teacher has the door open and she's, she's waving him in. And once he gets inside, uh, she slams it shut. And you can hear a, like a chunk. Um, and Merrick, this thing's going to use its laser blast at you. Um, yeah. Since it's, uh, so you're going to give me a reflex save, please. That's going to be a 14. That is not it. Cool. Uh, that's seven points of fire damage as it just kind of blasts the bottom half of the stairs. And the the heat and the, the shrapnel of the wood just kind of blast you. Um, Duran, it's your turn. You are... Okay. I would say you're probably a little bit behind Cody, maybe like 20 feet, 10 feet away from the worm. So what I'm going to try to do is try to grab its attention and have it at least point its like that horizontal laser blast like away from the fucking school. Like that, that's my, uh, that's his motive currently. So I'm going to try to get opposite the school from it and just try to get its attention, whether that be shooting or if you want me to make a check to try to like drive it towards me. I guess shooting it would work. Yeah, shooting it or hurting it or doing damage to it seems to be the best way to grab its attention. So the school (laughs) is very much like an old school, like turn of the century frontier schoolhouse. So it's uh, like a small little house and it's got this fence around it. So I would say if you're if you're trying to just piss it off, you can take a shot from like behind the fence and use that as cover. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to like get it away from the school because the last thing, if it shoots a laser blast, I want it to hit me. I don't want it to hit the school. Okay, 
Uh, oh, cool. Uh, mm, six. This is your your stealth, or this is your attack roll? Oh, this is just my attack. Uh, since I w- I had to catch up, I, I didn't do my trick attack or anything like that. Okay. So. Um, no, you actually put a, a like you try to shoot it, but because it is really just like rings floating with energy uh your blast goes right through it and and shatters one of the windows at the school and you hear from inside like a scream from the kids oh my god dang you're so mean (laughs) (laughs) merrick it's your turn okay merrick's gonna dash up the stairs jumping over the fire for my solar blade and attack this thing okay that's gonna be a 17 to hit yeah that'll do it Hell yeah. That's going to be nine points of damage as the laser. I try to like, break as many rings as possible to make it unstable as I slash upwards across its gut. Yeah, your your vertical strike is a pretty solid idea as you kind of like knock a few of them out of the the gravitational pull and, and a few of those rings go all over the place as it uh, as it recoils back. Cody, it's your turn. Um, I guess I'm going to get up, which is probably going to provoke an attack of opportunity. It will, yes. Um, because I don't know if there's anything else. Any new maneuvers you can do in Starfinder? Like a slither? <laughs> Space five slither. Foot slither? Can I do my five foot slither? <laughs> you can't slither, I don't think. Um, if, these guys, if, if these things can, come on, Cody surely could. <laughs> Cody is a snake. Yeah, I'm I'm a bunch of concentric rings. Did we not talk about this yet? <laughs> um, I turned hey, my you, beam if face. You me, if you give me a something you want to do, I'll give you a check to do it. Um, Just, you know what? I want to like acrobatically like kip up just okay. like martial arts, like, you know, just. So here's what I'll say. He's still going to get an attack of opportunity because that is how the game works. Sure. Give me a DC 20 acrobatics mm-hmm. and it's going to roll twice and take the lowest. Sure. <laughs> it's a 19 on the die. 24 yeah. acrobatics. Um, so you do this just awesome fucking kip up and it's going to try to uh okay and what's the second one so it is a 13 is its lowest attack on you that ain't gonna do it so yeah you managed to do this kip up and there's a moment where you're like nothing is touching the ground and it uses its tail to sort of like swipe the ground as you're on it and you manage to just kind of like flip right over it and you are now uh upright uh can i attack yeah cool uh i think i'm gonna just fucking shotgun it in the face sure uh it's gonna be a 15 eac yeah that'll do it perfect Ooh, that's gonna be nine points of fire damage almost full fire one away yeah as this just spout of flame just kind of covers it and it's uh going to Darren, you missed, so I think it's going to just take its attack on you, uh, Cody, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be a 15. Yep. Okay. Oof. Uh, four points of fire damage. All right. Very glad and we healed. <laughs> Merrick, how you looking? I'm not doing great. I'll tell you that. It's as if I wasn't healed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merrick, on the stairs, you are now in a disadvantaged position like it's it's got the high ground on you and it is also much taller than you so it's going to just kind of come striking down at you from the stairs Ooh, for a 16 
Oh, that does it. Okay, uh, and you take, fuck, five points of fire damage as it kind of hits you just center mass and you feel those lasers and whatever the little prongs that they're coming out of land square in your chest and kind of dig in for like an extra burn. Uh, Merrick's really not looking good. <laughs> Duran, it's your turn. You're currently uh, using the, the picket fence as cover right now, looking yeah. at the schoolyard. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, all right. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get a uh, reckless. All right, I'm gonna hop the fence. Okay, I'm gonna get within 15 feet of it, like just outside of its reach. But okay. I want to be completely viewable. I want to be seen. I want to be easily attacked. All right. And I wish I had a clever one-liner, <laughs> but I don't because that's Do you not say that out loud because Cody will throw you one. <laughs> he he doesn't want the the worm to attack Cody right now because he's trying to like cause a bit of a distraction and not put the school behind his shot anymore because that was bad <laughs> I learned my lessons hey where in your programming does this fit as I shoot him yeah and it's a it's a a 10 EAC it's not enough no. as you take another shot at it um, but you are now very much a viable target out in the open that's what I'm hoping for uh, Merrick it is your turn all right, Merrick's gonna try to unleash a photon star blast again with the intention of it, if I go down here, I'm gonna try to burn the stairs away so the worm can't get up the Moenpo. Okay. Hey, well, they'll need an elevator after this. Merrick slams his fists together, knowing that he's on close to death, finding a worm on a staircase, and just erupts once again in this star energy uh, reflex save, please. Okay. Holy shit, I rolled another two. Hell yeah, and I nine total, and I rolled max damage. So twelve fire damage explodes out of Merrick as he's screaming, trying to incinerate the stairs and this worm away with it. Guess how much HP it had left? Please tell me twelve. It had eleven. Oh baby, hell yeah, man! Sort of feel the the wood beginning to blister underneath your feet um, as the the planks begin sort of tearing off before you unleash this supernova and you just blast this thing into obliteration and you definitely you do fuck those stairs up but you also fuck up that worm very good as its (laughs) rings get scattered throughout the village cody it is your turn (laughs) cody's like sparking at this point and you hear him mutter like horses they like me and he just like Pumps another fucking shot into this thing's face. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What does that mean? What does that mean? His his quote generator is going book wild. <laughs> That's an actual quote from uh, fucking Roadhouse, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's a 19 EAC. Yeah, yeah, you do it. Ooh, okay. Seven points of fire damage. That's a good hit. It uh, It is now also sparking. You guys are just standing in front of it, <laughs> sparking at each other. Um, it is. It's going to coil as you see it wrap itself up again. And that is its turn. Durin, it's your go. I'm going to tell Cody. Cody, get away from it for a bit. You need to recover. Seems everywhere I go, I hear the same joke. Both Terry and Durin look at you confused. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think your contractor is doing a lousy job. <laughs> and he just like cocks the gun again. 
I, I think Dern would give it a a little bit of a smirk, and I'm going to ready my action for when it uncoils. And this time, uh, my what's going to set it off is when it actually uncoils. Okay. Merrick, you're now standing in like the rubble of these stairs. Uh, it seems like the other two worms that the, the, the guards, the city guards seem to be fighting, are on their last legs. You see Dur and Cody still fighting in the schoolyard. Cool. I'm going to drink a health potion. <laughs> <laughs> a wise choice. A wise choice to gain four points, which isn't great, but whatever. I'm going to start running towards the school, and because of my jet speed, I run at six times the amount. So I'm just going to hook it towards the guy. Holy shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, you'll, I'll say you'll, you're almost there. I'll say you're at like the the fence uh, on your next turn. Cool. Uh, Cody, it is your turn. He's just gonna shoot this thing again. Like he's he's <laughs> no. just like trying to fucking tee off. Like I didn't okay. hear no bell. Cody, don't. Oh, that's gonna be a twelve EAC. That's not enough. As <laughs> he just fucking, I guess, skims it. He's like weaving, and he's gonna fire past it. Yeah, it gets a plus two when it's coiled up, and its EAC is eleven. So it, its AC is currently ah. thirteen. <laughs> Um, well, and it's going it's to coiled up. Is it technically prone? Do I technically no. have the higher ground? No, <laughs> um, it's going to snap at you for now. Does that trigger Darren's thing? Um, yes, technically you said the second it uncoils. So your action is going to go first. Okay. Can I, I want to push Cody out of the way and take the hit. Cody's just like, no, shoot the thing. <laughs> um, okay. Give me an athletics check. Cause that's what he would do. Okay. If you're okay with that as my action, like I, clearly that wasn't my state action, but if you're okay with it, oh no, I'll yeah, sure. I, I like this. Um, yeah. Give me an athletics check. I'm going to say it's a DC 15 to get in its way because he rolled an, an AC of 15 or an mm-hmm. attack roll of 15. So I'll say that's the DC. Okay. Okay. 14. No, unfortunately yeah. you, you get there just a little too late as the, uh, does 15 hit you Cody? Oh yeah. Okay, that's minimum damage. That's two points of fire. Okay. And Durin, you kind of go sailing over as it... Uh, you would have gotten there, but because it's so fucked up, its movements are so fucking janky that uh, you weren't able to predict that it would go a little lower. And it, it grabs onto your your thigh, uh, Cody. Cool. Durin, I'm going to move you under Cody now. Because you took your action. As you sort of miss this dive to take the hit, you see Merrick just fucking jet booting across the village with a dust cloud behind him. Uh, And Merrick, you come to a screeching halt at the the gate of the school. Fantastic. I'm going to use my momentum, move up, re-enter the photon mode, and slash this worm. Okay. Is everything okay? Uh, clearly, Merrick sees that nothing is okay. <laughs> Cody looks messed up. He's sparking. Dern is diving in for like heroically. Cody looks at you and says, "Take the train." What? That's a fifteen. Um, KAC. KAC. <laughs> now, are you still charging? Because that'll give you a plus two. Oh, uh, yes, I would be charging. Yes. So charging in Starfinder actually gives you a minus two, which is to Shit. attack. Yeah, and oh. AC. Okay, well then, yeah, I would I say... charged earlier and was like, oh, this is cool, and then looked it up and was like, well, luckily I rolled a 19 on the die, so it was fine, but like... What's the point of charging, then? I guess it's that you can move twice your distance and still attack. Oh, fair. Oh. So it's like you're taking the minus to go that far? I don't know, I it kind of so sucks. It's just a, 
hot. I, I thought it was, yeah. Uh, regardless of whether you're charging or not, you do not hit it. It's uh, a miss. Fantastic. I sort of just say, hey, we're all in this together. Um, yes, as you guys now kind of have it. Well, are on... we flanking? No, not. So Cody and, um, uh, I mean, I, no, no, I wouldn't. I'd say you wouldn't be okay. right now, but you definitely are in a strong position to start flanking. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, you're you're facing like your back is towards the village, and then Cody and Duran on are on the the side, sort of diagonal to you. Cool. It is your turn, Cody. Uh, I guess I'm gonna toss my gun away and five foot to the side, so I am flanking, and I'm gonna punch this thing. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's an eight. <laughs> I guess a ten <laughs> if you count flanking. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's not gonna work though. That's not gonna do it. You kind of again like you and it are both fucking like kind of jerking around and it's it's just like you just throw a punch and it just goes right through one of the rings uh, yeah. or the the space between the rings um Duran, it is your turn okay i'm gonna take advantage of the flank a little furious at cody who keeps just getting in this thing's grill and i'm just gonna take a shot like uh, maybe move a little bit five foot back give a little bit of space and take it and i have a 17 EAC. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, max, four points of damage. Okay, this thing, it, the rings are now wobbling. <laughs> oh my god, just die. Just die. <laughs> um, it is the worm's turn. Um, and you're the only thing that's hit it recently, so it's going <laughs> to attack you, Durin. Okay, alright, um, hey, you know what, I'll take it. Well, maybe not. A 12 against your KAC? No, actually, I'm surprised. Um, yeah, it's it's so fucked up. It takes a lunge at you, and just like three of its rings go forward, and the rest of it doesn't, and it uh, it misses you. Merrick, it's your turn. It's been a cr- hell of a ten minute period. <laughs> Merrick just stands his ground, looks at Cody, and Merrick says, uh, "What what did you say, Cody? You, if you don't like me, you're not going to like my horse." And then Merrick is going to attack. <laughs> Cody nods very seriously like that's what he said. Freaking 14. Uh but you're flanking. So 16. With, that's it on the money. <laughs> oh my god. So I feel like Cody's doing the thing where you know when boxers get tired and they just kind of like hugging their opponent. <laughs> so maybe he's just keeping it in place like a little bit like You've just You got two of your hands through the rings and you're like <laughs> pulling them apart. <laughs> 9 points of damage. That's yeah, more than enough to uh, how do you finish this thing same thing as last time learning to go like vertically cut down the ring so this thing has no chance of getting up Merrick goes from top to bottom dissecting as many as possible as he's as he finishes his swing he sort of just like lands on his ass and is just breathing heavy yeah and as you do the the small metal puck that sort of originated these these little things uh kind of rolls uh to your side and lands over on its side and, and begins sparking Hello, Space Jim here for your mid-episode break. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Uh, Secondly, this is unfortunately the last week of No Rest for No Quest, uh, which means that as of uh, now, we are going back to our every other week uh, schedule. So that means every other Wednesday from here on out, you'll be getting a brand new episode 
That's not to say we won't go back to a weekly format at some point in time. If we end up having a surplus of episodes in our backlog that are edited and ready to go, maybe we'll do a little competition, a little, a uh, little something, something. And if you guys, uh, you know, get us to a certain amount of iTunes reviews or followers on Twitter or something like that, maybe we'll reward you with another no rest. But right now, we don't have the backlog of episodes or the time to keep doing weekly. Uh, it takes a lot of work uh, to record and edit all these things. So we will be going back to our, our standard every other week uh, schedule. We hope you enjoyed the weekly episodes. Um, and like I said, it, it's probably not the last time we'll do something like this. If you want to join the conversation and talk about the show with us and other people who listen, the best place to do that is either on Twitter, where we have a lot of really cool tabletop rpg friends now by the way um you're all amazing and we love you uh you can find us at no quest cast uh our instagram is also at no quest cast um another great place to hang out with us and chat about the show with people uh who are listening to share fan theories uh to just talk about the new episode or ask us questions would be our discord so head on over to noquestcast.com and uh, click the discord link and it'll bring you right there and you can join us and we're having a great time the community there is pretty choice and we're having a great time so we would love for you to join us that's all we got going on this week friends so please enjoy the rest of the episode oh Oh. how is everybody Cody, like, turns around and stumbles towards the school. Are there, like, people visible, like, through the windows or anything? No. They are doing a good job keeping them safe, especially since a, a stray bullet went through the window. Mm-hmm. Um, you can imagine that they are <laughs> right, initiating cool, cool. some sort of, like, lockdown protocol. Cody gives the window a thumbs up as if there are people there and then falls flat in his face. <laughs> um, and you hear sort of, like, the chaos begin to subsist as you see the the guards are walking your direction. Darren's definitely going to go over to Cody and just give him a once over and see how he's doing and probably just give him a, a healing jab since we have the, the three per day, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Roll that. Uh, roll that D8. Hey, I'll take it. Four points. Thank you. You you are an idiot. Cody sits up the kids. Gotta, gotta protect the kids. And he just like reaches out and grabs your shoulder and like brings you up for a hug. And, and he, he definitely resists at first. It's like an awkward hug where it's he's not into it. And he's like, oh, fine. You can't save him if you're dead. Can't die if I save him. He gets up and Wait. goes over to Merrick and holds out a hand. Can't die. I take it. What? He shakes it. <laughs> Any more worms? That should be it. The guards, I think, hopefully handled the two that we didn't. I... Don't like these things. No, they're, they're this is high tech. This isn't something some little village across the way attack with just to get some resources. This is from What do you think their objective was? Destruction. I'm going to do another perception check to see if like any of the worms took out like a fence or anything that might be leading to like a further attack or if there were like any tactical areas they hit like water supplies or, you know, aside from the guard tower. Okay, give me an engineering check. Well, uh, I'll I'm take not... a I'll take a perception check as well. Okay, uh, I got a nine. So either way, it doesn't matter. You look at it and it's chaos. Like you can't seem to discern anything with that check. Durin or Merrick, if you would like to roll a engineering check or whatever, yeah, I'll to... take the engineering. Let's do a raw perception. Uh, ooh, my that's probably my worst engineering roll I've ever done. Thirteen. Okay, Merrick, what'd you get? 
I got a uh, seven perception. I mean, no, between the fight, you guys are fucking exhausted. You're you're like the adrenaline is still pumping. So like your ability to focus is fucked. It's you look around and it's just it's chaos. It doesn't look like there was any sort of target. Like they went after a school and some houses and they fucked up the gate. But that was just because you guys were there. Uh, Mm -hmm. They went after like, you know what I mean? Like it, it just seemed like they were fucking shit up. And also the way that they were reacting to you guys where it's like, they were pretty much just attacking whoever attacked it didn't seem like it had, there was no idea that there might've been like a a goal. So you're, you're not too sure. It's either a distraction or who knows. We'll ask the guards, the guards are nearby. Correct. Uh, They have now like reached you and they're wearing those like creepy, no expression face masks that you saw Mm -hmm. originally. And the, the one in the lead uh, pulls hers off and they're wearing this uh like green and black scale mail with a polished bronze chess piece and they arrive and it's the lushinta that was walking with patients when you guys first got captured and it's the one that you guys chased and she has her like little antenna that the lushinta have are actually like these little sprouts That's two cool. small leaves on them and then she has like those princess braids but they're just small vines that have been tied around uh, her head and into a, a longer ponytail at the back. Hell yeah. Sorry we chased you. And hi. She looks at you in visible disgust oh, and no. says, what the hell happened? Your village was attacked. Well, yes, I know that. I can see that. Where did they come from? Who is that man? What happened? We were by the gate. We were just dealing with the mini mock. And this man just came in. Oh, we didn't have time. I had barely had time to make sure he was alive before they burst out of his skin. Is he a member of your village? I've never seen the man in my life. And you actually see him being carried through the village on a stretcher towards the tree. He's probably the first step of finding out. Is he alive? It's not really your business. That is a very kind tone you have there, friend, for three people who just put their lives on the line for your village when we just could have escaped if we wished. I turn to uh, America and I say, we only saved 66.666% of the people here in terms of taking out four out of six. You're right. You mean the three of us destroyed four worms? Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's recount the past couple of days. Please. We had suspected terrorists land and crash land into our forest. And then the next day, all of a sudden, a terrorist attack happens in our city. So you have to excuse me if I'm not exactly the most hospitable to you right now. You're excused. On this day, just remember that three strangers put their lives at stake for your village while you, all you're thinking about is conspiracy theories. Our heart's in the right place. Check your own. And Merrick gets up. I agree with them. It, it can't be a coincidence. Cody points at himself and just says, I'm mostly dead. Look, I appreciate what you've done here, but your welcome is wearing very thin. You can join us for dinner tonight. And she walks away. <laughs> that was... I do not like that woman. A confusing int- invitation. I don't think she's necessarily wrong. I don't think this has anything to do with us, but... I could see how it looks bad. Our tavern crash lands here. We're kind of fugitives. And then this happens. Oh, Darren, she's not in the wrong at all. We just have to stand up for ourselves. Cody's like nodding slowly. 
stand stand up for ourselves. Yeah. I really think the sooner we get out of here, the less danger these people are going to be. You think this has something to do with us? That's the only thing I could assume. We've spent the last several days just being scapegoats. I'm tired of it. We will take action in our own hands and we will stand up for ourselves and let everyone know who we are through our actions. I'm done being a puppet for Azin or the Cube or whoever set us up in the first place. Um, You hear the door open behind you and the school kids come running out and they just kind of swarm all three of you. And they're like, that was amazing. That was so cool. You were like, and one of them is like, I'm, I'm the, I'm the Kasathan. I'm the Kasathan. And uh, one of their buddies like comes behind them and like sticks their like hands up there like behind their shirt and through their (laughs) sleeve. Um, And and another one uh, grabs a stick and like puts it on their back as if they have a tail and they like are just diving and eating shit on the ground, pretending to like, you know, do that thing that you did during, they don't know what it was because it wasn't successful, but they know it was fucking Mm -hmm. rad as hell. There's another one just saying crazy shit about horses and like pretending to punch stuff. And they all seem uh, very enthused and you see the teacher and she looks at you, Cody, and she mows. Thank you. Cody just gives her a thumbs up and nods. And he like pats a kid awkwardly on the head. Remember, children, what we did today is very dangerous. And we're able to do so after years of training, specialization, and experience. So if you ever want to be like us, put in hard work, figure out what you can do better than anyone else, and focus on it. I'm a Slarian! And one of them just charges another kid. (laughs) (laughs) Merrick just picks up like one a kid in each arm and just like spins around and lifts them up high in the air and stuff. Yeah, and they they have a great time. They they really enjoy hanging out with you guys. You can glean that they probably don't get to see a whole lot of like cool shit like this. Um, so to have it happen sort of in their schoolyard, pretty fucking cool for these kids. I believe we have a dinner to go wash up for, gentlemen. I'm so covered in blood. I need to wash for sure. <laughs> As you guys are are leaving the school, you see Poe looking down at the stairs, and he waves you guys over. I walk over to Poe. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what's going on. Gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for protecting uh, Mo and I, and hey, don't think I'm upset about the stairs, because they do have to build us an elevator now. We'll mention it tonight to patients, and that gets put up on the list. We'll do what we can. With all due respect, boys, uh, you look like shit. Do you, do you want to come in and wash up? That would be incredible. We really appreciate the hospitality. Sure enough, he disappears inside and comes back out with like a little rope and a uh, wooden board attached to it. And uh, you guys are able to sort of like climb up and he uh, he opens his home to you. He you are able to take uh, a nice hot shower. He's he puts a few like food nibbly items out, but uh, he does say now dinner here is kind of a important ritual for us every night we eat together as one big family uh so don't fill up the food is quite good um but there's like you know a a few raw veggies and uh some like cured meat and stuff uh for you guys to nibble on yeah um merrick whenever merrick goes to eat he sort of has to step outside to remove his face scars to to sort of eat it's one of the last things he's a little bit like culturally sensitive about and then when he showers he makes sure the door is closed and stuff like that yeah, for sure. No, Duran just leaves the door wide open. Just like let's <laughs> let's it all. <laughs> nah, nah. Can I assume we're taking ten minutes and regaining our stamina at the expense of resolve point? Yes, you guys can take a short rest to recover your stamina. 
We get full stamina, right? Yes. Does it affect our uh, stuff at all? Our HP? health? Like, do we gain no. any health back? I don't think so. No, it's just the stamina. And you use a resolve point to do it. Yeah. I'm going to double check on uh, Poe or Mo. Which one's which? Mo. Mo is the wife. Mo, Mo is the wife, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to double check on Mo, make sure she's okay, and let her know that the, the kids are safe. She stares blankly at you the entire time. I beam highly at her. And then I, I eat. I eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take some time to... Uh, recover and uh, have a little bit to eat and shower and uh, get changed. You are invited to the village dinner uh, for the night. And it is uh, this huge part of the tree where you guys were in sort of like the, the judgment area, like the tribunal. The dining hall is just over in another part of the, the base of the tree. And it is this massive hall that has been carved intricately with uh, various murals and motifs and there's tree designs and, and pictures of various wildlife animals and wildlife that is uh, native to Goa and there's no head of the table which is uh, like there's no sort of like this is where patience sits and he just chooses a random spot on on the bench and uh, eats with uh, with the people of, of Kaya. You guys are able to find a, a seat not super close to patients. He's like kind of on the other end of the room. And you get the sense that like the guards are kind of on high alert right now. What what kind of spread we got going on? It's almost identical to what you were served when you were in the hole. So it oh. is like these root oh. veggies, uh, a bunch of greens, some really well cooked, uh, you know, marbled pieces of meat. It, it's far more generous, the, the helpings. But mm -hmm. in terms of the quality, it is almost the exact same. I eat more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm surprised how well they fed us when we were in the in the the hole. I appreciate it though. Yeah, it was nice. You know, they're good folks, and you better not kill them all. Thing. <laughs> well, that's up to you guys. No, <laughs> it's a lie. It's a dirty lie. So yes, I will give you a chance to to discuss anything you guys want to discuss while you are eating dinner together. Duren does have something he wants to wants to ask the boys. Um, Oh please, Darren. What's what's our actual plan? We get, let's say we get the ship. We 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 get out of here. Where, where do we go? I think we have one matter important, more important than the ship right now, which is we have to find that vial. Yes, we need we the don't. vial. We need to find out the friend, the, the captain's friend, give us information on the vial, and then we need to go back and save the crew. Yeah, we're not ready. If we're gonna save the crew, we may we have to start from scratch. Three of us alone may not be enough. We may have to build a, a brand new team, find a couple other capable people. Yeah. The cube has an army. We have three friends. The cube's going to be tough. I. And Azen is still out there. And if there's one thing he's always been good at is finding me. So we have to be as cautious as possible. Do we even know how much of the cube is still left? We have no idea what happened up there. I think it's still there. They just... You always seem to talk in riddles around Asin. He is a riddle. You say that, but give me something more solid than that. The most charismatic, terrifying, powerful creature I've ever met on this universe is Asin. And my mother's a matriarch of one of our clans. He can do whatever he wants. Will anything he wants into existence. Wow. Not only does he have silver liquid, he has a silver tongue. More riddles. He doesn't care. Durin, about anything. He seems to care about you. For now. Just because I'm still 
something interesting to him. What happens when you're no longer interesting? I've seen him kill for fun. For no reason but to get a kick out of me. He punched a tank in <laughs> the pieces. Darren, I don't he know really why you seem so shocked that this man's a riddle. You're right. He did punch a tank, didn't it he? so cool. So, yes. It was very, it was very unexpected. I, I'm not going to lie. I, 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 he might be my second favorite person after Captain, but I also don't like him. <laughs> no. Maybe I'm the one beating around the bush. New, new rule. Yes. If we see Asim, especially if you're on your own anywhere. Run. Run. How do we kill him? You don't. Everything could be killed. I don't even know if he's real. He's... That that tank knows. That tank knows he's real. <laughs> Just be careful, guys. I, I, he terrifies me and interests me. And when I close my eyes... I just think of him and what he could do to us if he finds us. So please be careful. Guys, we we have something. Step one. Let's worry about step one. The silver liquid. Yeah. Who who do you think might have taken it? Fallen out on the crash site somewhere. If it's anyone here, if it was like, if it's someone from the Kyle or whatever, it must be one of the guards because they were first on the scene. Especially that Lashunta who's given us a hard time. I don't trust her. What if someone came across us before they did? Made an awful lot of noise coming in. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. Why leave the three of us alive? How do we find it? I don't know. Hopefully hmm. we'll find a clue to it sooner rather than later. Is there an equivalent to scrying in this game? I'm sure there is. Pity none of us are magic. <laughs> <laughs> Who made that decision, I wonder? <laughs> All don't us. worry. When first one dead becomes a mage. Yeah. That's oh, that's a rule, by the way. Yeah, anyone dies, they come back magic, and they come back with heels. <laughs> I feel like we need to talk to patients. Yes, see how they feel. They seem to be far more open to us than that Lashunta was. I'm gonna roll a perception and see if anyone is paying us kind of like undue attention. Sure, that's a four. <laughs> uh, nope, you might as well be alone in this place. Hell yeah! Oh, nice. That's that's reassuring. From behind you here. Talking about patience, huh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and uh Short Jack is standing behind you holding a small tin. Hi, Short Jack. Hey Short Jack. Hey, uh so pretty cool what you did today for uh Kaya. So um look, I was a bit spicy when we met the first time, and I just wanted to say sorry. I was I was doing dealing with some things. Um, so I apologize if I came off rude. This is just me kind of saying, one, thank you for saving the village, and two, uh, I would like to start on a, on a new foot, you know, start over again. So here's, uh, here's this. And he holds out the tin to you. I take the tin very kindly and say, Short Jack, we were literally strangers who fell from the sky. So your spicy attitude, as you said, is not uncalled for. We get it. It it takes a very strong person to accept and change the view. Uh, so we really appreciate this gesture. Thank you for this. I raised the tin. Uh, you look at he's like, like really eagerly, just kind of like. So uh, you're gonna, you know, open it. You know, I would love to. I roll a perception on it to make sure it's not a trap. <laughs> it's just a bomb. <laughs> you got short jacked, motherfucker. He's just gone. <laughs> 
Oh my god! If that's how this if that's uh, how this ended, seventeen another, perception. Yeah, it doesn't seem malicious at all. It's a tin. You can hear some things kind of like rattling around in it. We were literally fighting tins that turned into snakes earlier, so I'm just being careful. Uh, yeah, tin is like three times bigger than the puck, so... Yeah, I open it up. <laughs> and he beams and he says, It's uh, Short Jack's famous shortbread, and it's just a bunch of cookies. Oh, oh my oh. god. Cody eats one. Short Jack, you're my favorite person here. Thank you. I mean, I feel like we might be rushing into things, but I mean, I appreciate it. No, no, I'm not. Thank you. Um, how was Triador? They weren't injured during the attack. Oh, I mean, hey, let me tell you right now. The last person, and this, I'm including patients in this, the last person you need to worry about is Triador. Man is good. Don't you worry about him a second. I, that's really good to hear. Jobs-wise, we've done two, correct? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. I mean, three if you count saving the village. So good job for that. I'm going to... Trador and I are going to talk to patients about, you know, adding that to the list gets you a little compensation. You know what I mean? We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. But I don't think it's necessary. We do it anyway. Hey, let me give you a little bit of advice when you're bargaining in order to, you know, save your lives and and claim your name. uh, Maybe just take what's given to you, huh? Cody seems confused. (laughs) (laughs) That's good advice. He's still getting his bearings. Short check. Now, uh, you mentioned... You know, uh, crashing and and how it'd be. Uh, if I'm gonna be honest, that's kind of why I was a little a little bummed that it was you guys and not. Can I, can I tell you a little something, a little little heart to heart? Yes, of course. So I also crash landed here probably about like ten years ago, and uh, I was the only one in my ship, and I've never met another cannon like me. And cannon is K A. N-I-N is his race. So, I don't know. I guess when we saw another ship crash, I was kind of hoping it was, you know, another another one of me. Where where did you come from? I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I was really young. Cody reaches out a hand and, like, grabs his hand and looks him very intently in the eyes. Like, I don't really know either. I, I feel you. I mean, why would you know where I came from? No, I... I mean, I don't know where I came from. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's okay, a, cool. It's an empathy moment. Cool. Thanks, man. That means a lot. And he gives you a pat. <laughs> um, and he's he just says, "Do you mind if I uh, mind if I eat with you guys?" By all means, of course. Um, and yeah, he hops up on the bench with you guys and uh, enjoys you for dinner. If there's anything you would like to ask Short Jack about anything, now's a good time to do it. I hope so, Eric will. Short Jack works in Roots and Bolts, right? Correct, yes. He is the like one of the mechanics there. Short Jack, I don't suppose you know where those uh, like snake things might have come from. Anybody who might have bought supplies off you to make something similar to that? No, I mean, no. I, 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 it would be pretty wild for someone to buy something from me and then make it into a weapon to attack us. It would... I just don't see it happening. I, I mean, you guys are new here, so you don't really know... We haven't been attacked, like, ever. I mean, I, this is, you know, the, the now times, not the before times. The before times, a whole different story. But even with the fringe, every now and then, we'll get someone coming in and, you know, doing something crazy or trying to steal something or... or. But, like, we've never had an attack. So this is... This is wild. And you haven't had anybody come by with a strange silver liquid or 
heard anyone talk about finding anything in, in the forest? Not that I know of, no. Short Jack, if I may. You don't have to call me Short Jack every time. You can call me Short. You can call me Jack. You can call me Shorty Jack. You can call me Short Jack. SJ? You can call me, you can call me SJ. Yeah, that's fine too. SJ, who would have been the first on the scene for our crash? Uh, I don't know, man. Probably like one of the Verdant Guard, I assume. This liquid Short Jack that we're trying to find that I've mentioned before, this vial, could very well be the reason why your village was attacked today. If we don't find it... Things like this may continue to happen. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I can I can poke around, ask ask a few questions, talk, you know, grease a few palms. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to spend a dime on this. But no, uh, that's fair. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'll ask around if there's any, you know, mysterious with silver liquid. And if you find it, don't make sure it, it stays sealed. We don't know what it does to a living organism. Well, what we do know is none of it's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. If I, yeah, I wasn't going to drink it or something, but thank you. Cool. Thank you. I've seen it melt through a man's face. Let's not tell them that. Oh, sorry. I didn't see it melt through anyone's face. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Can you get us an audience with patients? Can I? Uh, Probably not. I mean, Trador might be able to, but uh, I'm just a guy that puts things together. You know, I'm not exactly a, a mover and shaker here. Uh, this is a pretty casual environment. I'm going to walk up to patients and ask to speak to him. The second oh. you get within maybe 20 feet, the verdant guards stop you. And they say, it would be best if you sit back down, sir. Mm, I beg to differ. Sir, we understand that you have questions. And you must understand that we have reservations. Fine. But remember, if something like this happens again and you got in my way of trying to get to the bottom of it, it could be you at fault. We're willing to take that chance, sir. Thank you for understanding. Fine. And Merrick turns and walks away. And behind you, you hear, We will speak shortly. You turn around and you see Patience is now standing. He's holding his plate, and he finishes the last little bit of food on it and puts it down. Give me a moment, and I will have you brought to my chambers. Thank you, Patience. He turns and walks away, and you can see the Verdant Guard is, like, a little annoyed that he was kind of undercut, but he he relaxes a little as well. Please return to your seat, and we will get you when Patience is ready. Thank you. SJ? Yeah? The Lashunta, and I point out the one who we've talked to, What what's their name? Oh, uh, that's Eska. She's the uh, captain of the Verdant Guard. Any chance you could put in a good word? She fucking hates us. Oh, hey, don't take it personally. She hates everyone, man. She's a real B word. Oh no, that makes me feel a lot better. I like friends and I've been making a lot lately and I think she ruined the streak, you know? Oh yeah, I mean, hey, I I will also say, in her defense, she's great at what she does and she's a badass and we love her, but she's just, you know, not everyone is is a a friendly person. And hey, when it comes to the the guard of of the people keeping you safe, maybe a, a person who wants to be friends with everyone isn't the person you want in charge. So... I've got no complaints, but just don't take, you know, her her prickly nature to, to heart. Yeah, she reminds me of my brother. You want to share anything? Because, I mean, we <laughs> I've, I've shared some things that seemed pretty loaded. Same kind of character, you know. My brother, being the eldest son of a matriarch, was sort of in charge of our safety. Oh. He was very prickly, to put it mildly, and only cared about protecting those around him, even if it isolated him from everyone else. It doesn't sound terrible. 
and he no he he was also a b word <laughs> oh man that sucks i hate to hear it i'm sorry man i wish i had a brother even if they were a b word hey you have two right now myself and Duran. where are your brothers now cody beams his smile's so big you're in, it's in danger of splitting his head in half man you guys are cute as hell this is great i love this this is great energy <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are just kind of like shooting the shit with uh, Short Jack, uh, two of the Verdant Guard uh, approach you and say, Patience is ready to see you now. Thank you for letting us know. Cody stuffs his face and follows them. I'm imagining Duran's just been slowly eating the cookies the entire time. Like, <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Oh, hey, man, anytime. I, I whip those bad boys up on a, on a weekly basis, so you just let me know and a tin is in your hands. We'll come by and see you in Treador soon if we don't see you tonight. All right. He's... Aaron's keeping a few in his, like, one or two in his cheek pouch. <laughs> Not a bomb? Bomb-ass cookies. Not a bomb. <laughs> bomb-ass cookies. Cool, yeah. So you guys are escorted to sort of the central area of the tree and are guided towards this massive elevator. And two of the Vernon guards pull open the gate, and the two that are escorting you get into the uh, elevator with you, and you begin the daunting ascent of going up the the tree and every now and then there's like a knot or uh, like a hole in the the shaft and you can see out and you get a, a quick glimpse of just how high you guys are going until you reach the top and you enter into this small sort of foyer area and in front of you are these massive carved wooden doors. And from the other side, you hear like heated voices. And the verdant guard looks at you and he says, um, wait here a moment. And he goes up to the door and he, he knocks it on it twice. And you hear the voices hush for a moment. And Eska, the Lashinta, opens the door and sees the three of you standing there. And... Cody gives her the thumbs up. She rolls her eyes to the point where like she nearly falls over and opens the door fully and she gestures you guys in. I, I walk in. Yeah, heading in. do I. This room, uh, the, the long hall or the, the dining hall kind of looked like it had been carved out of the tree. This seems naturally occurring. This small hollow towards the top of the tree. There is a massive window in the back. Again, there's almost like knots had fallen out of the of the tree you guys are so high up that you can pretty much see the lights and the spires of jabala which is the capital in the distance and even some of the waterways and uh there's a massive mural on the right hand wall and on the left are a bunch of bookcases uh everything else is very very basic like the the desk is just a very basic wooden desk even his chair is just it's just a chair big enough to fit a polar bear man there's the closest thing to opulence in this room is a uh, ornately carved chandelier that is made out of uh, wood and antlers and that's even that is is fairly rustic in its charm and he is sitting at his uh, desk and eska ushers you guys in and she says now is the time to strike, Patience. We have already been attacked. If we don't move now, we're just waiting for another ambush. And Patience puts up his hand and he says, Eska, please leave us. We will continue this conversation later. And she looks furious and she puts the mask back on and storms out, slamming the door behind her. You will have to excuse her tone. She is a bit upset over the attack today, as you can imagine. I wanted to thank you personally for putting yourselves at risk 
and assisting in dealing with the threat. You're very welcome. I'm, I feel like anyone with our powers and skill would do the same thing in that situation. Thank you for seeing us. There's no way we couldn't. And that is why I would like to discuss some things with you today. But first, I believe you should be rewarded for your bravery. And he steps forward and picks up a small wooden box that is sitting on the corner of his desk. And he puts it beside, there's a small clay bowl with these little uh, biscuits in the shape of fishes. Or fish. Mm. Goldfish, maybe? Hell yeah. No, they're just like, (laughs) you know that, that very classic fish shape? Sure. They're, yeah. just, they're just like, they almost look like dog biscuits, but in, in fish shape. Um, oh, and he, awakened bear biscuits. Yeah, bear biscuits. Ascended bear? Uh, uplifted bear. Uplifted, damn it, so close. Um, and he flips the latch open and he, he opens it up and then holds it out in front of you. And there are three items inside of it. Um, one is a small uh, green and black shard that every now and then flashes with a little bit of green. And he hands it to you, Merrick, and he says, this is an apocalypse crystal. A mere shard of one, though, but you may be able to find some use within your Solarian blade. And it is a Solarian uh, crystal that you can put into your blade, which adds plus one to your damage. And on a critical, you do 1d6 corrode damage. Holy shit. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. This is my way of thanking you. Beside it, he picks up a small electric, like sparkling with electricity, uh, metal glove. And he hands it to you, Cody. And he says, it is certainly not the most recent technology, but perhaps something a little more sturdy than what you're using currently. And he gives you an Electrovore glove static. Thank you. So it is a charged weapon. You have 20 charges in it. And it does 1d6 uh, piercing and electric damage. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Cody's like in awe. He's just hyped to get more gloves. Um, And when you punch people and you critically hit with it, you also recharge uh, two of your charges in it. Nice. And finally, he hands you, Durin, a small, what looks like a viewfinder. And he says, a man of your skills would probably find some use with this. And he hands you a rangefinder. Ooh, what is that? It is a attachment that you can either use handheld or on your gun. Once an hour, Mm -hmm. you can pulse a laser and it will determine their distance from you, uh, a target's distance from you. And you can also determine whether they're moving towards you or away from you and at what speed. You honor me, Patience. Thank you. Patience, if I may. Yes. I'm sorry for today. I, I, I just know that our us being here may somehow be involved. I'm sorry. We do not work under the assumptions of what could be or what may be. If it is, then it is. If it isn't, then it isn't. But to concern ourselves, to burden ourselves with possibility is a fool's errand. Let us discuss what we can do and what we will do. Let's not worry about what may be. Of course. Um, from our end... I've mentioned, I may have mentioned this to you before, but when we crashed, I had a vial on me that was containing a silver liquid. And if there was any reason to attack this village, it was for that vial. Yes. And that is why I took it. Oh. Oh, (laughs) there's an audible, like, (laughs) sigh of, like, relief from Durin with that one. I'm so glad. Thank God. At least we know where it is. I understand that this could be a dangerous substance. But I also know that you will not leave without it. I doubt you want to keep it here. Would you like me to take it now? You will take it when it is time for you to depart. Fair enough. Do you know anyone who might be able to discern what it is? Anyone you trust? Give me time to think on this. 
and I will let you know. The way Eska was talking made it sound like you might have an idea who was behind today's attack. Yes, we might. But before we address this, I realize that we did not exactly welcome you properly, considering the circumstances. My name is Elder Patience. I am the leader of the Kaya, and this is Kaya. And he gestures around him, and he says, It is both the name of our people and our home, because we are one in the same. Our hearts beat the same way that the grass grows. Without us, there is no it, and without it, there is no us. He turns and looks at the mural, and he says, How much do you know of Goa? There's the gift, and there's also the um, the fringe. That's correct. You did it. And a loose mention of the before times. I know your capital city is Jabala, and massive waterways stretch most of the planet. Uh, he's very impressed with you, Cody, right now. <laughs> and Durham, what did you say? And a loose mention of the before times. Yes. And that is, in essence, what I think we are facing. Well, not quite. And he walks over to the mural and he waves his spear in front of it and taps it gently. And all of a sudden, the left portion of it comes to life. And there is this inky black cloud that eventually every now and then has a green lightning bolt course through it and illuminate it. And it is taking over just buildings and people and trees and it is just consuming. And he says, 400 years ago, we were descended upon by a living apocalypse. An agent of the Devourer that seeks only to destroy life. It scoured the planet for it and erased its existence. We tried to fight it, and when we were unable to, we tried to hide from it. And in both those circumstances, our efforts were in vain. And when we thought everything we had lost was absolute, when the only thing left to lose was hope, the one who came between visited us. Patience then taps the center of the mural, and a angelic figure appears in between, uh, right down the center, with these feathered wings that sprawl over and now form the, the top of the frame of the mural with their arms outstretched by their side. And they have a mask on, very similar to the one that you guys have seen the Verdant Guard wear. It was a celestial being of grace, knowledge, and more importantly, power to stand against the roiling black menace. They led us underground to safety, spoke to us in tongues we did not know, but still understood. They soothed our weary minds, they healed our broken bodies, and they faced oblivion and won. When the battle was over, all that was left was a small sapling. We had thought that our world was so ravaged that we would never see fertile land again, but here it was, hope. We would not squander this chance. We would rebuild Goa better than it was. We did not know how, but we knew the answer was the tree. So I tended to the seed, and I earned the name Patience. As I waited for Goa to bloom once again, as I knew it could, and now the savior tree stands over the gift, serving as a reminder of both our fragility and our resilience. However, as the tree grew and our world began to thrive again, there were those who believed the tree cursed rejecting the second chance we'd be given and exiling themselves to the harsh life in the fringe. And here we are. I can feel the embers of war being fanned. And I'm too old. And I've given too much to allow them to be stoked to a blaze. Someone within the fringe has attacked us. And I do not know why, but I will not let them goad us into attacking them. That is what Eska and I were fighting about. 
What if we go? The fringe is inhospitable, unforgiving. To wander out into it without any information would be foolish. Elder Patience, I don't know what you know of my people. The harsh side of worlds is what I know. I have strided through the desert sun, climbed cliffs and mountains just to get a breeze. Let us do this for you as payment for all you've done for us. I would lie if I said that this isn't why I called you here tonight. The man who attacked us, he lives, and he refuses to speak to anyone but you. And he motions toward all of you. Wait, what? He refuses what? to speak to the verdant guard and only wishes to speak to those like him, an outsider. How long has this individual been in the fringe? He will not say, not to us. And that is why we have asked you, speak with him. Learn what you can, get as much information as you can from him. We will return the favor. Can you tell us anything about this man? All I know is he is from the fringe, but other than that, he refuses to say anything. Does he look like he could punch a tank? It's the guy we saw, right? Uh, the bloodied man, yes. Yeah, the, the guy, guy the puck scared. Oh, the bloodied man. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. Oh, okay. Yep, sorry, that didn't click. <laughs> I mean, the travel. <laughs> I didn't know it was this guy. All right, this makes sense. All right, let's go speak. Yeah, I thought we were on our way to the fringe to go find this guy. No, no, no. He's, yes, the guy that was at the gate uh, has survived. And will only talk to us. Correct. That makes more sense. Okay, cool. Okay, understood. He says, thank you. If there is anything you would like to know about the Kaya or Goa, please feel free to ask me. But unfortunately, when it comes to the fringe, we know very little. Well, we'll see what we can learn. And if we must travel to the fringe, then we will. Would you like us to go now? If you are ready, yes. We will have Eska escort you down to the medical facilities. Yeah, let's let's do it. But please keep a weather eye on that silver liquid. There are yeah. crazy, crazy people who can punch tanks to death after it. And I don't want to see you get punched to death. If something happens to us patients, the ship you would give us, send it into space unmanned with a liquid inside. So at the very least, your planet would be spared. Very well. And he turns and just begins looking out the window. There are friends of ours, too, un unrightly prisoned. And I kind of give him the details about the crew. If we die, I don't know if there's anything you could do, but I just want to know that someone out there knows they're innocent. My they... power is limited, but I will do what I can. I th Thank you. All right. Thank you, Elder Patience. Eska, we're ready to go. Uh, she silently walks and uh, to the elevator and opens it up and waits for you to get inside. I'm in. Get inside. Yeah. As the elevator begins ascending, she looks at you and she says, I don't think you were the ones who attacked Kaya. We thank aren't. you for believing oh. us. I appreciate that. I do wish to remind you that you are not Kaya. Your words hold very little. And while elder patients may think that you hold counsel, you do not speak for us. And if you lead him astray, and if you lead us astray, if you think that you can sway us, to something that furthers your benefit, I will kill you. Eska, the only things we want out of this whole arrangement is a ship to leave. The longer we're here, the more danger everyone else is in, and we understand that. So we are doing everything we can as quick as possible to get out of here. You have a duty, and you're doing it very well. And I admire you for that. Understand that we do not want to stay here. We do not want the Kaya or anything from the Kaya besides a way off this planet to get back to the people we need to save. Give me a diplomacy check. Hell yeah. That's going to be a 21. You see her 
kind of relax a little. Just the the subtle, you know, lowering of the shoulders. And she takes off her mask once more and she says, something big is coming and I will not let it destroy us. The three of us just watched a place we considered our second home on the cube turn to ruin in a matter of hours. So I understand where your fear of that great change can happen in a moment comes from. You have been nothing but gracious to us. If we want to return that, we'll get the info you need out of this gentleman, then hopefully solve this problem, and then we'll be on our way. Cool, yeah. And the elevator comes to a stop about midway through the tree, and it opens up, and you enter into a a far more modern-looking room. There's actually, like, paneling and uh, metal and stuff in here that seems to be a means to keep the the location uh, sterile and safe for uh, Mm -hmm. medical Mm -hmm. procedures and stuff. And there's a few of the Kaya who are in, like, these uh, white gowns, obviously, as as doctors doctors or scientists or whatever and eska leads you down to the end of a hall and opens the door to uh the room where the man who has now been washed and is no longer covered in blood um but is wearing sort of like a a rough uh like linen tunic and pants and barefooted and he's lying on the bed and when you walk in he he doesn't seem to acknowledge you i'm glad to see you're alive had a rough go uh, he remains silent. Where did you get those worms from? Uh, he, again, re- he just remains silent, but this time he looks over and he kind of scans the three of you and, and gives you guys a look over and winces in pain as he kind of rolls over us to his side to look at you. I am Merrick. These are my two friends, Cody. Cody waves. And Durin. You hear an audible crunch in his mouth as he chews a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a, not a smile, but an acknowledgement when you say Merrick. And he looks you dead in the eyes and he says, Oh, yeah. Asin said you'd be here. 